0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Magic Beans podcast. This is episode number 180, and I am Cracker. I will be your host for this episode, and I'm joined by one not particularly well-being, but um, he's the only one about. So thanks for toughing it out with me, Chewy.
1: No worries, mate. Yeah, just a bit of a summer cold. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to have some consistent days of over 25 degrees. You should probably get sick. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, a bit (laughs) A bit croaky, and apologies if I uh, miss any coughs and splutters in my editing efforts.
0: Yeah, love it. The virus is like, I see you have a pool there. It'd be a shame if you couldn't use it.
1: Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, so, single B, because Shorty is on an aeroplane on his way to the BSS Pro Tour. So, he's playing a GP-style event this weekend in... Uh, in Atlanta. And yeah, he's, he's hanging he's... out in Atlanta for a few days and then he's heading up to Portland for next weekend for the actual pro tour.
1: Yeah, pretty cool. Uh he's making a bit cool. of a trip out of it. I think he's going to string like an NFL and NBA game together uh, as part of his trip as well. Um, might as well. Like if you're over there, right? Make yeah. make use of it. So Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh go well mate. I hope you uh I hope you win some matches and have a great time. So, it's, uh, you know, making the Pro Tour is awesome and stoked for him.
0: Yes. I think his plan now is to just spike hard enough to be able to win uh, Invite to Worlds, which is like back in the States in January sometime. So, I'll yeah, you, <laughs> quick we... turnaround.
1: See see how <laughs> Mrs. Shorty feels about that. Yeah, but, if think gets uh, enough to
0: cover the flights, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. Uh, good luck.
1: I think it's like top 64 or something in, is. at the PTQs in for Worlds. So Yeah. Uh, not impossible by any stretch so yeah have a crack at it mate go
0: well all right so few things to talk about i was gonna say not a massive week but more more stuff than the last time we chatted mm. um but before we chat about those things are you up to talking about the wonderful people
1: well i'm not dead okay Right, So that means that I'm always happy to talk about Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are sponsors of the Magic Beans podcast and our tournament series. They are a Facebook auction page that you can find by punching in jpmtgbazaar.com.au into your browser. That'll take you straight to the Facebook page. Follow the page and you will not regret it. Every single night of the week... They are auctions and win it now posts. They do claim lots. They do giveaways with new sets, and they they sponsor us. Uh, I wandered down to the post office at lunchtime today and posted Plunksy, his uh, commander deck that I played on stream this week. So uh, <clears throat> there's one of my coughs. Uh, that's that's the sort of stuff that Josh and Pat do. They send us stuff for us to give away uh, to our community just by you know being part of it. So. Uh, Absolutely community-focused uh, and quality-focused, communication-focused. They're the best places to buy Magic cards on the internet. So go to jpmtgbizarre.com.au and tell them that the beans
0: sent you. Yeah. We played uh, we played Commander on Tuesday night with all of the pre-cons from the most recent excellent set. Oh, that was a lot of fun, man. Decks are good. The decks were really good. They feel like a real bump in power level and, like... Quality. I was, uh, I was really pleased. It was good. Like uh, everyone got to do their thing, except for Shorty, because he decided to cast exquisite blood and then die <laughs> because he cast exquisite blood. I don't know what he thought was going to happen, but um, you usually need to have a plan to go along with that. It's kind of yeah, you
1: can't just cast <laughs> that and then like hope. Right? Well, not with
0: not with two 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 vampires in play, but um, no. otherwise, everyone else's deck kind of popped off to some degree.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um, it was interesting. the The fish deck got big, man. Oh like <laughs> I
0: played I the dinosaur really... deck, and my creatures were basically the smallest. I was like, "Hang on a minute, yeah, this isn't right."
1: And I was able to pump out uh, with the pirates deck, like I had yeah multiple like five five flyers, and then you know just started stealing people's stuff. Like it was pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Big value. So, yeah. uh, if you didn't catch it, you can go to our YouTube, check it out. The Website is the best place to get the links for all those things, but um, otherwise just Magic Beans cast everywhere. I'll probably have links in the show notes if I remember to put links in the show notes.
1: Hey, Cracker, you should put links in the show notes.
0: Thanks. I'll, yep, I'll no do worries. that later.
1: Yeah, good, good.
0: So we had banner restricted this week.
1: And, you know, the reason I got a cold is I just hoped to get my voice to the level that I might actually get to read
0: Oh yeah, the B&R the announcement. announcement.
1: But I'm um, the reality is I'm still a very long way off. So, <laughs> well,
0: the problem is if you get it that to that level, then uh, you, it's probably inconsistent in terms of the actual volume you can talk at.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, we, and no one wants to listen to podcasts where the, the dude reading the announcement has like blowouts. So, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I don't know.
0: That can be pretty funny. Yeah, true. So, all right, bunch of formats. Let's just quickly whip through. The first few, standard, no changes. Legacy, vintage, no changes, no surprises. Uh, pauper, Swift Spirits Band. There's a whole Fire. nother, like, announcement page video thing. They go deep on Pauper Man. Like, deeper than any other format, it seems like. It's it's kind of wild. I think but, they've um, got
1: a really entrenched community.
0: They really pauper. do. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Mono Red has been the best deck there for a long time because you get to play cards like Fire Blast. Because, yep. you know, that should be a comment. Um, that's all I know about Pauper. Cool. I'm sure if you're a fan, you're either thrilled or depressed. Uh, I don't know. Have fun with your cards. Um, and then we've got some um, some formats that we do play mm. or we are interested in. So Pioneer, Khan, the great creator, is banned. Geological pra- appraiser is banned. And Smuggler's that, Copter it, is unbanned. <clears throat>
1: Our yeah. don't happen very often.
0: They don't. So, we did the cast, Shorty and I did it a couple of weeks ago, where we were talking about the Geological Appraiser um, combo decks and how, you know, we called it they fixed Cascade and the fact <laughs> that they, <laughs> they, in fact, did not fix Cascade with Discover. And, you know, it was a turn three combo deck. Like, just straight up win the game was actually... Very unlikely to fizzle. Very impressive. Really cool to watch. But I imagine that that would get tiring very fast. So Absolutely. good choice. There's also still the Quintorius combo, which is a very similar kind of thing, but it's a Planeswalker. So has a couple more options to counter it. It also costs five instead of four. So you get extra turns and you can do things like needle it so that they can't do it. So you can kind of get that down early. It's just you don't have to have either a removal or a counter spell. On turn three, sitting there, you you kind of have a couple more options, not yeah. not a lot of mo- not not more time specifically. Like once they start chaining off, if you have no way of interacting, you're dead. But you know, it's it's an extra turn, which in Pioneer is a lot. You know, it's a quick format. There's a lot to that can happen.
1: Absolutely. And do you think? And this might be a little tinfoil hat, but Contorius is the you know we've only got one planeswalker, one planeswalker walker per set now. Quintoris is that? Uh, do you think it's a little bit of, you know, it's our marquee card, let's maybe give it a bit more time in the sun because more nah. self-sets? Or I, I do think, you think it was do you think in that standard.
0: It, it might have been more along those lines. We've definitely seen things like that before with like... I don't remember there was Emrakul that everyone thought yeah. she have been being for a long time and just wasn't because she was literally the box art and stuff like that. Yeah. So, that you know, there's been wizards will never say that hey when we're not doing this because of this reason but it always seems pretty obvious when that's happening this time I don't think it's I don't think it's true um that version of the deck seems worse yeah like yeah. it's just it's B plan is not as good as the um, the appraiser B plan which was just a little more consistent you could just you know I,
1: I think that's important too like sometimes combo decks, can be miserable to play against, but that doesn't mean combo decks shouldn't exist. Like combo is, you know, has been part of magic for a really long time, you know, mm-hmm. channel and fireball or hatred decks, you know, all the way back in yeah. the nineties were, were doing that right through to, you know, you know, storm and, and, you know, you know, i played combo decks. Reanimator is effectively a combo deck. So it's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go to dragon and, and um, animate dead and things like that. So there's, always been combo decks they're a viable way to to play the game and if you don't like them then you know don't play them but you can't get mad at other people if they're playing them you know not everyone likes mono red or control either right so it's um having a combo deck that exists i think is good for the health of a a non-rotating format
0: agreed Agreed. Now, like Pioneer's actually been pretty heavy in combo decks, and it's had multiple bands to to stop combos. So there was the Felidar Sahili combo that yep. was around for a while. There was also the Inverter of Truth, then Deep Through Time into Thassa's Oracle combo. There was the Kethys combo. There's There's been a lot. And because it was a smaller card pool, it made them Quite o- overly strong. But there's still mm. Lotus Field. Lotus Field is still very much a combo deck. In, in the way that that plays out. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you could even say that uh, Grease Fang's is not really combo. But, you know, it's it's a high synergy kind of deck. But there's there's a lot there. I mean, even Khan the Great Creator was a combo piece. In uh, the yeah, mono the, green deck.
1: Yeah. What was the... What was the, that? Oh, month,
0: there thing? was... You had to get two. You, you've yeah. got the... um. Oh, I forget. The two mana one that you can crew with a heart of Kieran was one of them and you sacrifice your things. And then there was a way that when Khan died, it came back and there was a couple of different weird things, but it was a convoluted combo that you could play out of your sideboard. So maybe we should talk (laughs) about Khan. Khan the Great.
1: Yeah. I've cast a few Khans over the journey, but not actually in Pioneer. Oh, maybe I might've played like the mono Brown deck in early Pioneer. Sure. uh, But certainly not like the mono green, um, you know, thing that's close to the, um, uh, no, i probably played it in Explorer more than Pioneer, actually. But yeah, it's a uh, a really powerful thing. It lets you, you know, have this, like, toolbox of, of silver bullets plus a combo win, plus it turns off your opponent's artifacts. And it it just sort of became ubiquitous with the format. You know, you, the mono green decks were were always there. And when you've got uh, Nykthos and you know, things that have got three green pips in them that also happen to be, you know, nice defensive four fours, then it was easy to keep your Planeswalker alive and then you could just go and get, like, the biggest artifact thing because you had all of this mana. You so, just go get a
0: leveler or something like that.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? The Cityscape leveler or, um, you know, you, you could, uh, you know, you're casting Emricles out of your main deck if, if that's where the format's at at the time. And, you know, it just... There was a really long time where that was, like, the best deck and, you know, everything was about... Everything in Pioneer was about the mono green deck. Mm-hmm. And and we've seen some ebbs and flows of that, absolutely. There's been times where the mono green deck's been probably solidly tier 2, uh, right to, to it being the best deck in the format at any given time. And yeah. I, I... That's why I find this being, like, an interesting banning. So, it's a you know, at the height of its power, you know, I can understand the banning, but, you know, a month later, it could be, oh, you're playing mono green. Like, you you know, we've all moved on from that. We're, we're doing other things now that's, and, and you're losing. So, and, you know, the the appraiser decks, you know, they just, they saw a forest on the other side of the table and just, you know, started signing the match slip two O, right? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like really weak to combo decks and, and things like that. So... Uh, it's a really interesting ban. I understand from a play pattern perspective and, you know, just how, you know, you would always need to be prepared to play them on a green deck to play that format. But I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Like what what's their justification for banning Khan?
0: Uh, they've got a bunch. They do talk about the fact that it's on the decline at the moment, but just that its range is so broad And Mono Green basically squeezed out kind of all the other mid-range decks. Everything else, like the gruel mid-range was just like a worse version. And so the other thing with Khan being present is that anytime an artifact gets printed, there's this like cloud over what impact it's going to have in, you know, Pioneer, in in Modern as well. That's a really valid point. It's still highly played there. So... There's a couple of things. It's a little
1: At- bit like the human um, argument, uh, you know, a year or two ago in Modern. Where yeah. it's like, you know, they, the human stack's just going to keep getting better because they're just going to keep printing them. So, yeah, I, I completely understand that when you've got something that's, you know, tribal or typal like that and then... Mm-hmm. But they're, they're, they're all, always going to print artifacts.
0: Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So, I think that's one of the reasons. And I think when... They haven't done anything for like 18 months in terms of bands. They went through a period where they were doing stuff almost on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. And certainly. Well they monthly declared for that at the start of the They did, they format, absolutely right? did. Yeah. And yeah. I, I really liked that, that approach. I thought it was a really clever way of kind of getting it in in control. And there was some unbans at the time as well. I think that if you're gonna take a look at the format and you've identified that that these discover cards are busted and we need to do something, right? This is one of the yeah. quickest bands of a card ever, I think you'll find. Um, from release to banning, it's it's right yeah. up there. Taking a look at something else that's been historically problematic and futurally problematic, like Khan is a fair card, but also just not. Like it's 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 doing things on a weird level that it kind of breaks parity on where it kind of shouldn't. Not not to the level of free spells in modern, and we'll chat about that obviously in a second, but. There's a bunch going on that it does that I think just isn't necessarily the most fun or healthiest gameplay. So if you've identified that it's problematic and you're going to make a swing at the format and do some things, then I think this is an excellent change. I think it makes sense because uh, even though, even though it's on the downtick now, like you said, the appraiser deck literally just farmed mono green because it couldn't kill your creature by turn three, so you just won. Uh, but then if you also identify that I'd really think that unbanning Smuggler's Copter is a good idea. Then you have to hit Khan. Because otherwise you just can't. Smuggler's Copter is literally is an unplayable card in the format.
1: If Khan's, if Khan's around, yeah. Correct.
0: Yeah, you just can't do it. You can't crew. So you, just, you can't do anything with it. It's Which makes you wonder why anything. it's been
1: on the ban list for this long with Khan's around. Like what harm would it have done? Well, there was just unban no
0: value it, it? Or, or reason to unban it either. Like, I think that if you're going to unban a card... There's, there's two thoughts here, right? One is either this will be good for the diversity of the format. This does a thing that previously was problematic when, you know, three, four years ago ex- when Pioneer was created, it was too strong. You know, the kind of... We were right on the back of it coming at a standard where... Um, was it was it? really dominant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it wasn't Rakdos. It was the <coughs> Mardu vehicles, right? Yeah, just well, any owned creature. owned that basically. format. It just- so- that, that, that deck in particular just owns the format. And I think people were kind of over it, and then you just had better, cheaper options for creatures and crew cost and things inside Pioneer, and everyone was just like, okay. It made sense at the time. But now, looking at the timing, I think it makes sense. Like, I don't think- Is it going to be an excellent card? Absolutely. Is it, is it potentially going to be a problem? Maybe. We've got a lot of really cheap interaction, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of people have complained about in Pioneer is that it's been two ships in a night. It's like, you do your thing, I'll do my thing, we'll see who wins. Well, you can't do that with Luda Scooter. Like, you have to be able to interact, but there's just a million different ways you can do that. Every color has a way to deal with either a crude or uncrewed um, copter. So, I think that that's, you know, a really good spot to be. And if you're wanting to promote interaction between decks, then giving everyone the opportunity to play that, right, that's that's a really good tool to kind of just unlock. Yeah, uh,
1: I guess there's a little bit of, um, you know, <clears throat> uh, historic trauma with, with Looter Scooter that we're a bit um, nervous about because, you know, do you remember there was a, I can't remember if it was a GP or a PT where like 14 of the top 16 decks all had four copies of Smuggler's Copter. Yeah. Right. So, and that, you know, it was banned, you know, a couple of weeks later and everybody went, you know, that needed to happen. There's, there's, except for maybe Lotus Field, like I can't really think of a tier deck that couldn't play it. You know, Spirits probably doesn't want to play it, but, you know, mm-hmm. The Grease Fang, absolutely jamming that thing in there. That's uh, yeah, That's sure, a great card for Grease Fang. The other other mid range decks that you know, can the vacuum of Khan leaving the the mono green deck would would fill. Luda Scooter is the the obvious choice for those. Like if you've got like your your Rakdos mid range deck where you, you know you want to be able to loot away excess lands and you know you're drawing cards with shouldered in play and and, and things like it does a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i worried about it being just everywhere. And like you said, everybody's got the ability to, to, you know, cast fatal push or whatever. Uh, but I, I, are they making one call here removing Khan to promote diversity? <clears throat> Excuse me but then introducing Smuggler's Copter that's then going to hinder that diversity. I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. That's the sure. question that, yeah, I, that no. I've got. And, and I'm, I'm not sure which way it's going to go. So I think we we need to watch that pretty closely, I think.
0: Agreed. I also think that um, Khan disappearing doesn't kill mono green. incidentally. Like, I think it's still-
1: Nykthos is still- Huge, right? Like yes.
0: Storm the Festival is still a stupid card. You still get Kiora, you still got other ways to untap. So, you know, the you can still just absolutely pop off with the devotion thing. So is it worse? Yeah. Do you have to play a real sideboard now? Yeah, unlucky. But um, <laughs> you know, it's I think I think that mono green, if that's kind of the thing you are rusted on player on, your whole deck hasn't been killed from underneath you so i think in terms of like that it's a good ban and it doesn't really hurt anything else
1: uh no no other deck really p-
0: plays khan really no other tier deck i guess yeah, so. yeah yeah correct and it means that you can uh you can play things like uh uh scissors again you can play into a lot of
1: yeah well that's that's the other side of it. like Do you think nonsense. about khan as you know going and getting you know sideboard pieces and, and things like that and, you know, that mm-hmm. combo element of it. But it's also a Stony Silence,
0: which- Yeah, it just banned everyone else's artifacts.
1: Yeah. So that's- um If Khan didn't do that, if it didn't have that static ability- No one would know, play it, it. It would be a much worse, yeah, <laughs> much I've, worse I've, card. Yeah, absolutely. It a much worse card. I've played plenty of Khan in, in Modern. Yeah. And, you know, it's- uh Sometimes you just, like- you just play it and you uptick it because you just want it to live because it's turning off their cranial plating and, and that's all you want to do, right? So, yeah, for sure. down ticking it to go and get something means that it dies on board. So, yeah, you just want that thing to live as long as possible.
0: Good luck, Hammerdex, trying to beat a Um, So, I'm, I'm excited. We've got the Atlanta RC coming up, uh, mm-hmm. which is not the event shorty's going to. Uh, that one is not this weekend but the following weekend uh, and that's that's gonna be a big Pioneer tournament uh, a lot of pros or X pros I don't know what you call them yeah a lot of big-name magic players will be there and it'll be really interesting to see what they all come up with in light of these changes so I expect I fully expect the scooter will be heavily overrepresented, right because one of the other decks that we haven't talked about that this is a phenomenal fit for is Bin Chickens. Right? Oh, yeah. It yeah, plays, absolutely. It, yep. you know, is it, is it um, Phoenix plays just a stack of cheap interaction? Like it just played all of those shocks and, you know, everything that it could because it needed to just cast three cheap spells to bring back its Phoenixes. So it, it really gains that. Value If everyone's curve gets lower to be able to crew the scooter, then uh, the interaction gets better for that deck. And then you've got a really clean discard outlet. So I think the the stock for Phoenix, which was already going up, uh, I think just keeps on going. So I I expect that to be super highly played. Um, So I hope that people don't take too much stock in the effectively the first week's results the first big event because people really like smuggler's cop though it's a fun card to play with oh you know like it gives you a lot of agency a lot of choices
1: absolutely uh and it's a like it's a good uh offense and defensive card yep you know it says whenever it attacks all blocks sure you're getting your value out of it um you know you can loot. You can crew it off literally anything, basically, mm-hmm. and anything with a single point of power, and it's uh, it's happening. And so it's not uncommon for this thing to, you know, be attacking on turn three and getting a starting to fuel whatever the engine it is that you're. Uh, yeah, and I mean, also just an evasive three-three, right? Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. yeah, like it's real as a as a plan B for a you know, a Grease Fiend deck. It's just like, oh, okay, they've got a Leyline of the Void. My Pahelions are never going to come out. And it's just like, well, my um, my Chariots and Copters are just going to like out mid-range you then because you put all your sideboard effort into my graveyard. But now my plan B just got better. So, so
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah. As someone who's invested a lot of time and effort trying to flip a card into a 3-3, uh, actually a 3-1... <laughs> <laughs> two, three, two. three two, yeah you can have just you crew it flipped, with the have you ever flipped yeah, yeah I, I, oh, have, actually, I definitely have but now you've got okay. a thing you can do with your unflipped delvers. you can you can still turn them into three fly, power flying creatures do you know uh, what you're gonna do
1: though you're gonna f- you l- l- draw the uh draw the spell off the top of your deck yeah and then reveal the land underneath it every time though right yeah probably Th- that's how it works yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um plus you can play the, the oh the battle bus. That makes me ball. the um I the, don't know the, how I
1: feel about that. That's from the um the universes beyond um, It's a secret lair. Secret lair, yeah, yeah, where they yeah. did the Fortnite crossover, right? Yeah. Correct.
0: Um, and Plunk's pointed out in the Pioneer channel tonight that Copter went from a dollar to thirteen dollars. Wow. So I hope you had them or don't need them. <laughs> All right.
1: I've got one in the yeah.
0: queue. Yeah, okay. It's a good spot yeah. for it. Oh. So, next format: modern. Much no speculation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Oof. Oh man. Uh, much speculation. What was going to happen in modern, particularly after the the announcement of the announcement and. The, uh, these are actually the two cards I thought were going to get banned, just quietly. I, I definitely thought
1: the first one was. Uh, I, I, I'm i not surprised that the um, that Bean, Beanstalk got banned. but yeah, also yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if it didn't at the so, same time. So,
0: yeah, Fury <laughs> is banned and Up the Beanstalk is banned. Uh, so, they identified that, you know, they did a stream... Uh, a week or so ago, talking about the fact that there were some cards that effectively banned one toughness creatures from the format. And there's basically two cards that do that. One is Fury and the other is the Bowmasters. But the one of them can attack for eight on turn two. And one of yeah. them you can't cast until turn two. So there's orders of magnitude difference there. Uh, I actually
1: so- lost a win and in in the top eight against the four color on deck.
0: Hmm.
1: Where in game three they're on the play hmm. and their hand was ephemerate. Yeah, F- ephemerate fury mountain cards that they're never going to cast, and they went all in, and I lost. Um, yeah, they ended up drawing like a couple of soft counters, like remand. Sure. Uh, that bought them turns, and I just lost to a turn one Fury.
0: You don't need many turns. No. Th- three, in fact. Three is enough.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. Like, why does it have double strike?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, Friends. yeah, that in conjunction with uh, Not Dead After All, which puts a plus and on plus one counter on it, it makes it um, particularly nutty. So, oh, sack. well, they're... Scam Sorry. Scam, whatever. yeah has been um the I don't know if it's always been the best deck but it's been tier one for a long time ever since it's these been the most were. played deck definitely it's definitely been the most played deck so there's been a lot of people calling for fury bans and grief bans as well
1: uh, yeah and I they could have absolutely banned both but I'm I think. That by banning one, they have to go to a, you know, they can either combo with only four cards in a deck or they have to move away from red to white and play Solitude. Mm-hmm. But, like, Solitude only removes one creature. Like, you can't play Infect. You can't play Humans. You can barely play Merfolk, right? Any sort of curve-out creature deck in modern was just completely unplayable with the prevalence of Fury in the format. Because... You know, that plus not dead after all, like, you have to have a lot of toughness of creatures to live through a play, Yeah, that leaves a 3 3 double striker behind, right? Yeah. yeah. And, like, y- you're happy to 2 for 1 yourself when you're, like, you know, f- it's a 4 for 2. <laughs> you know, like, pretty um, much. so I mentioned humans um, earlier. You know, like, humans have been pretty much stone unplayable uh, for, for a while now because yeah. you, you can't. Uh, I don't know, that's go- just
0: Fury's fault, just quietly. But it certainly well, didn't Fury help. Well, Fury certainly
1: hasn't helped, right? Like, you can't yes. go Noble Hierarch into Thalia, into, you know, whatever. Because, like, Fury just comes down and kills all of the things. Because it's a right? creature.
0: And it doesn't care that you've got a Thalia in play.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, it's a... Uh, um, and the human sex probably wants to play Selfitude, at least in the sideboard anyway. But yeah. Yeah, if, if those decks go to black-white with um the, you know, go from fury to ephemerate uh, yeah uh, and or oh, to solitude that, is solitude the white one yes yeah I was just I'm, in my mind I'm like am I been saying the name of the blue one no no and, no, no that's no, um
0: I, <clears> that's the blue one which I don't that's the blue right one now. yeah, yeah. Um, subtlety they both start subtlety. with
1: subtlety yeah so yeah so they can they can move but you know again that that's not as impactful and it's you know, kind, it doesn't have kind a body. It, it
0: doesn't win as fast. That's the real That's difference. Right. Yeah. Is that we like, can't kill
1: as many creatures either.
0: Well, not even that. Like there have been plenty of games that I have seen where people are playing scam and to an empty board on the play, they mm. will just turn one, Fury. Uh, put and, it into and play. That is the
1: correct thing to do. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, most of the time it is just correct. So um I think it'll be really interesting to see the changes. It certainly shifts the deck. Mostly away I don't know if it kills it But it also It it also kind of soft nerfs Grief And honestly Uh,
1: A a little bit, yeah
0: Grief Grief Kind of annoyed me More in some ways Mostly because I never play Creature decks (laughs) So Like apart from the clock side of it Like I never felt like I was getting Horrendously blown out By Fury But the more I think about it, and you know, listen to other people talk about it, and kind of get different opinions, I, th- I think it is probably the the correct thing to do. So, getting griefed, double griefed is, is super annoying, but you can still is, draw I've, out of it.
1: I the the last time I played against um, the scam deck was like the side event of the um, RCQ thing in Melbourne a little while ago. So I haven't played mm-hmm. modern for a hot minute, but uh, I I got double griefed and the The beauty of modern is that you know I had good cards in my deck because the power level's high, and <laughs> I was able to, you know, I just like dismembered the the grief because I I drew that on like turn two, and then I I was able to then just you know leverage the the cards off the top of my deck because lands are often also spells, and yep. and I'm able to. You know, I was able to win that game, even though I got turn one double griefed.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, but exactly. a turn
1: one double fury is a lot harder to beat.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's right. Because the the, the scam decks kind of often ran out of things to do. Like yes. they just ran out of mana. Well, they didn't run out of mana. They just ran out of ways to spend their mana effectively because they were playing this kind of super low to the to the ground opener. And yeah. you've dedicated so much of your deck to be able to have those kind of busted starts. But it's kind of combo-esque in that way where you're, you're leaning real hard on that. And if you've got half of it and the better clock taken away, then, yeah, I think it's um, it's going to be really interesting to see. You, you kind of have to fight on the cardboard axis rather than the clock axis, which is something that most decks in modern are pretty comfortable doing. This, you know, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's uh, kind and- of got their own en- engines that they get up and going.
1: Yeah, and I I like still having grief in the format for things like Living End. I I think it's a you know that is losing grief from Living End would definitely hurt that archetype. So, and and it's kind of done nothing wrong. Like it's a good deck and it puts up results and,
0: <laughs> and things but yeah, But it's uh, not uh, you, nobody's agree.
1: calling for Living End to be banned. Oh, I don't know, right? some
0: people definitely do.
1: Well, uh, N- nobody but, yes. who's sensible. N- no, right? no, no,
0: <clears throat> I, I guess that, I don't know. To me, the whole free spell thing is still just super problematic, just in general, oh. like at, at a principle. The pitch like, elementals? Pitch elementals. Force of negation. Like, or, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I, I, I agree.
1: Absolutely a mistake. And the, um, you know, I, th- I think if they had their time again, they would have, you know, done things a little differently
0: yeah they would have and- made them cost three <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably uh so yeah and then the the other cards that got bent is up the beanstalk yeah so- which
1: is, like if you told me you know when this card was printed that this would mm-hmm. be too good for modern mm-hmm. I, I might not have laughed at you but i would have raised an eyebrow and, and would have asked for more information, I guess. So yeah. um, this is that uh, sort of... Car- and I've, look, I've played up the Beanstalk quite a bit in Standard, and it's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and and I'm casting, you know, one mana Oblivion Rings and drawing cards off it. And, you know, that's a lot... It's a lot more efficient to do that in Modern with, you know, the Fetch Shock meta bay- base. And, um, and then... You know, if you're casting Fury, then you yeah. have a card. And, yeah, so it, it makes sense in the context of modern that this thing is too cheap, too easy to cast, and really, really powerful.
0: Yeah, I think once you started getting people cascading into it, uh, it its days were numbered. Yeah. It's, it's There's just too many ways to take advantage of it. I think... That if it didn't cantrip, if it didn't draw a card when you cast it,
1: yes. it would actually
0: be fine. Yeah. I think that if that was the nerf that got applied, then it would be a really good card, but not a bandworthy card. But the yeah. fact that it immediately replaces itself is kind of nuts. So there's just such little downside. It's it's like when people finally realize that just playing bauble in most decks that could cast it, it J- just makes sense, right? Yeah. Mistress Ball. It's just, it means your deck is 56 cards instead. Or Metamorphose um, was another one that should have probably been played in more decks than it was. Like it just, it did so many things. That's the same with, you know, Probe. Like, attacking, I mean, Probe was free. But <laughs> the yeah. fact that, like, if it was two life, look at your opponent's hand, it wouldn't have been banned. Because that's a terrible card. You can play That's Peak. Right. You can play Peak in Modern. You can play single Blue in uh sorcery. Look at your opponent's hand. That is the thing you're allowed to do. There's a the reason yep. that no one does it. But the fact that it draws you a card. Don't play Peak in Modern Kids. Do do not do not play Peak in Modern. Uh
1: but yeah, exactly. It replaces itself. Yeah. It triggers things like um the uh Arclight Phoenix. It um you know it it also had synergies with like Death Shadow. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah,
0: no, no. Yeah. No, no. Let's, okay. If we're talking about free things, yeah, Phyrexian manner, another big mistake. Yeah. One they've mostly fixed. Uh, there's only a couple left now with what? Gutshot and Dismember. I think they're the only ones that you've like, still got.
1: Like, kill your thing for one mana and four life. Like, that's, like, totally it's a fine. worse snuff out, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, so, it costs more and it kills less than snuff out. So,
0: yeah. Yes, correct. So, good bands. I I think that these are are good changes. I think it will shake up. Obviously, I'm thinking more, sorry, obviously we spoke about, you know, um, scam a lot, but in, in terms of four color, I mean, you can still just play ring in four color. There's just nothing stopping you. And that's a real value engine that, you know, again, the deck is nerfed, the deck isn't killed.
1: Yeah, and and bringing something down a peg is in my opinion the better option than completely removing it from the format. Like for, for a number of reasons, like you know, the fact and of course like the fact that people have spent hundreds or more dollars, you know, investing in a deck to have their investment, you know, pulled out from under them overnight is a uh yeah, you know, leaves a bit of a bad taste in people's mouths, obviously. Mm-hmm. So to have their deck still playable without without it being, you know, by removing a, a card or two, mm-hmm. and then they just have to innovate, right? So, you know, for the four color decks, you just go, okay, well, what were we doing before? Up the beanstalk,
0: You are playing the one ring, and people wanted exactly. the ring bent. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So you know, like, there's there's, there's like there's always the best thing to be doing. Um, yep. And, and I just think because
1: something's the best thing should, doesn't mean it should be banned. <laughs>
0: correct. That is correct. But I like this approach where, again, perhaps Beanstalk didn't need to be banned. There's an argument made that with getting rid of Fury, which was not in every four-color deck, but certainly in a lot of them, that perhaps that's enough of a, a edge off the the overall consistency and power of that deck that you can just leave it untouched. But at the same time, if you're making changes and you've identified that it's you know not doing the thing you want then now is a good time to you know make that change and to yeah. kind of bring down two of the better decks in modern to which hopefully it opens
1: up a bit more space because one of the things that attracted us to modern was like you could kind of play whatever you wanted do think yeah and like and the 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 glory days for me was when we would get to uh, you know, Games Portal on like a Tuesday night or whenever it was, and there'd be like twenty five decks in the room, mm-hmm. and there'd be twenty three different decks, right? Like, yep. and and that was that was awesome, and that's what moderns about. It's just like, oh, this has got a, you know, an eight percent share of the metagame. It's the most played deck, and it's just like eight percent, right? Like that, it's not yep. not 20, 25 or fifty percent. So whereas the uh, the fury. Scam decks were, you know, absolutely approaching those problematic numbers.
0: Yes. So the real winners out of this, the real card that I think everyone's just most pleased we're going to get to see more of is Ragavan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ragavan's back on the menu voice. The, yeah.
0: Just the, the the unsung hero of modern. Every- <laughs> uh, legitimately, I think mm, uh, Milktide gets better.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I think Merktide sort of shuffles to the top of the list here. Um, yeah, it's still not Mirktide the best deck. Could-
0: There's still just a lot of stuff that, like, is equivalent to or better than, you know. Like, it's always that rock, paper, scissors. But, like, if Merc Mirktide- I know people hate playing against counter spells. But murktide is the fairest kind of magic in, in a lot of different ways, right? Yeah. You're just playing a threat and protecting it. And then playing another threat and protecting it, and whether you protect, I know, I know, I know people really hate their spells being countered. I don't get it. No, <laughs> mostly because I'm doing the counter. But like, you know, no, no, you, I, if, I actually enjoy playing gets... against
1: counter spell decks because it, it, it is challenging. If you know, you talked about ships in the night when we talked about Pioneer, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just like if I'm just going to play my cards and you're going to play your cards and we smash them into each other and see who wins, mm-hmm. like that that's not super fun no, when it's you like, I'm no. oversimplifying it. Absolutely. But yeah, it's just like, Oh yeah. Okay. You drew your combo before me or you did this or I did that. And like, it takes away so much of that, the gamesmanship element of it. So yeah. if I know that you're, you're sat on, you know, a, a romand or a mana leak, you know, I I'm, I'm playing off curve. I'm, uh, you know, prioritizing my, my threats. I'm trying to do things, at specific timings in, in yours or my turn to, um, you know, create windows for me to, you know, get a foothold and win the game. And look, sometimes you lose, but when you mm-hmm. win, it's really rewarding, right? So yes, Merc Tide's very, very good, but it's not like it's unbeatable. And I think people just, I don't know, like there's a song lyric <laughs> that just comes, I don't know, maybe it's the, uh, the pseudoephedrine that I've been, pumping into my body. Yeah. So totally. uh, there's a song lyric by a band called AFI uh mm-hmm. and uh they it's talking about like being stuck in a rut and he said he's going to run head down into a wall just just to see his blood run faster, right? That's what I feel like people do with counterspell decks. They just like I'm just going to play my best thing every turn and hope that you don't have a counterspell. Yeah. And then they get salty that their best thing got countered rather than playing the thing that's not their best thing and you either win with the thing that's not the best thing, oh, or know, they counter yeah. that and creates a window for your other thing. So plus,
0: they don't have a million. And exactly the way that people feel about counter spells is how I feel about leyline binding. Well, because that mean, card is stupid.
1: <laughs> leyline binding is uh, well, in some ways it is a counter spell. Like terror is also a counter spell, right? <laughs> yeah, um, it's just
0: it's a removal. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's blue's removal. Uh, Layline binding shouldn't have flash, uh, I guess. Is the like if I if I Hard was degree. to ch- change anything, uh, removing flash from that would make it a much more balanced magic card. So agreed. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. So I'm excited, man. I'm really keen to see what comes out of the the RC. I'm keen to see how Pioneer shakes out um, and what people can do with Smuggler's Copter. I think it would be really cool to, you know, at least try it, right? And if it becomes a problem, then, hey, there's always the option to, to ban again. The other thing they did say in the announcement, actually, which we, we haven't touched on is that uh, they made this shift a little while ago earlier in this year where they said there's going to be one ban window per year. Yes. And everyone kind of freaked out about that. And they clarified that the ban window is actually specifically for standard, right? And in the other older formats, they're much more flexible, and they're more willing to make adjustments um, in that kind of two to three weeks post-set release. It's still the windows they're trying to work towards. And that's what we've seen
1: with the appraiser, right?
0: Correct. And I think that's a a really great, great decision. Um, (laughs) Listening to the feedback, thinking about it some more. Bands are really difficult, and I think that giving themselves more chances to get things right is just a good choice. I also understand that there's a real cost in banning things. So you don't want to make it where it was like early days of Pioneer where it's every week now that, you know, it's a much more established kind of thing. But I think that this is a, a really good step. Will it be perfect? Probably not. Is it the end game? Probably not. That's okay. Cause uh, we'll get there.
1: Well, yeah, there's a, maybe I'm getting more philosophical with song lyrics and all sorts now, but now, <laughs> now I've got little pearls of wisdom is and this is a thing we see in like politics <clears throat> and um, strategies and policies, uh, you know, in organisations and governments, where people get so fixated on perfect they can't accept better, right? Yes. So don't don't let perfect get in the way of better. And this is a step towards better. And yep. is it going to be perfect? Probably never, right? So, but it's, this is better than it was, and this is better than them doing nothing.
0: Exactly. So, the um, the last couple of days, we've got new cards. I'm, yeah. I'm um, shocked that-
1: Escape from Tarkov.
0: It, I mean, uh, uh, Murder
1: Cl- at Karlov Manor, yes.
0: Mur- Murders at Karlov Manor. So, this is going to be interesting, and by interesting, I mean confusing, because you were confused- <laughs> just before we hit record as to what cards were and weren't in the set. This is being released as uh, MKM, so Murders at Karloff Manor, and also Clue. So Clue is going to play out more like a jumpstart from what I understand, and there's going to be a couple of different ways you can actually win the game. So it's not part of the main set. It won't be legal in Standard or um, anything else. It'll be stand- It'll be legal in Light Legacy, Vintage, and Commander like those supplemental products are, but Mm -hmm. it certainly isn't going through the standard, um, standard pioneer modern channels. So there are cards that you will see where they've got, well, in the set symbol, a little dagger. The dagger is murders at Califf Manor. That is the main set. Those Mm -hmm. are the cards you will be seeing everywhere. And then there's the cards with a little C for the clue symbol. And that includes, well, steam vents and, Hallowed fountain are some of the cards we've seen so far, including Commander Mustard, Senator Peacock. So this is full on Clue. Yeah, Cluedo. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So it's yeah,
1: Senator Peacock in the dining room with the lead pipe. Right. That's, li- that's literally what we're yeah what we're doing. Yeah. That's
0: that's exactly. So I, I mean, I don't know how the actual thing will play out it's some magic variant it's not an actual board game like the original it's it's you know to mix so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that works jumpstart was actually kind of fun man we, we played yeah a I played of a little bit of
1: jumpstart it was um it was yeah it was, yeah, very it was interesting.
0: cool it was a good way of just doing yeah. a, a quick limited kind of format but there yeah. are some cards that have been oh there's, there's some cards here I'm
1: actually pretty excited about
0: yeah because oh my god <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's Lightning Helix. <laughs> um, so I, whew, I've i cast a lot of Lightning Helix in mm-hmm. Standard, when it was in Standard. You know, there was um, a red-white aggressive deck that Jen played quite a lot. Um, yeah. I played, like, the Fireman Angel deck. Uh, I played, like, my own sort of uh, red-white-blue Niv Mizzet deck that I oh, missed my winning in the top eight states with one time that had Electrolyze and Lightning Helix in it. That was that was pretty fun. Um this this card's great. So if you if you like new to Magic Cracker and you yes. don't know what Lightning Helix is, like mm-hmm. what's the text on this card?
0: It is red white for an <laughs> instant. And it says Lightning Helix deals three damage to any target and you gain three life. So they took It's like the perfect magic card. They took lightning bolt and healing salve and then smushed it together.
1: <laughs> Absolutely,
0: um, uh, yeah. It's uh, so. What we
1: the only thing we're really missing is you know if we're thinking about those original one mana spells. It's true. Lightning bolt, <laughs> incense, recall together, right? Oh, like my blue, goodness. red, incense, bolt, something, draw three, right?
0: That's that's also known as Cracker's Invitational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's that's what I build out of worlds.
1: Absolutely. So, lightning helix is, is is amazing. It's uh, you know, it's played in the sideboard of burn decks in modern yeah. for yep. like the mirror matches and and things. Uh, it it has been put on many isochron scepters. Oh yeah. Uh, it yeah it's uh. Yeah, it's it's, lost a little, sun yeah,
0: it's, yeah. it's yeah it's lost a little favor in the last few years but yeah it, it's got fantastic precedent you're going to see this card everywhere moving oh forward. yeah for the next three years in fact because that's how long steps stay in Sanded. so we thought we'd have a look we've got a bunch of cards there's some there's some ones that kind of jump out immediately that we thought hey look want to have a quick chat about some we weren't sure how long we'd go we would talked for nearly an hour already because that's how we do but mm. um shock is back shorty is very excited about all these things he's gonna play boros Speed down because yeah that's shock, what's yeah uh, you were talking about aurelia before
1: aurelia seems really good I-, I think aurelia might almost be good enough to be like the um you know the dragon of the set you know yeah the- okay <clears throat> yeah five men are four four Vigilance, flying haste. Uh, whenever a player attacks with three or more creatures, you draw a card. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever a player with five or more, uh, whenever a player attacks with five or more creatures, Aurelia deals three damage at lightning helix or something. So, uh, I I think if you're uh, activating second clause, you you pretty much won the game. But I think this is a top end of some sort of you know go go wide. Stra- um, Deck, And we've got things like, um, what's the, it's not timely reinforcements. It's a, a flash creature that it makes a 1-1 and then yep. a, it's yep. a 1-1 with, the, yeah, whatever that is in standard. Uh, attacking with three creatures and drawing a card is something that's going to trigger fairly easily in standard at the moment, I think. And a 5-minute 4-4 Vigilance Haste flyer is, that's a banger. It's pretty good.
0: So... I agree with all of those statements. And one other thing. It's whenever a player... So, if they attack you with three creatures, it triggers. If they attack you with five creatures, it triggers. So, it's not just whenever you attack. So, if she's in the battlefield, they are not incentivized to attack you with a lot of stuff, which plays really well into the fact that you've now got a 4-4 in play. Because one of the ways you beat big creatures is to go wide around it. So, this is... um. Very it's cool. actually
1: really on theme with Aurelia, uh, with you know the, the, Aurelia, the Aurelia's like previous Insta- versions where she does like attack and defense. You know yeah. that's that's her jam.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, she's
1: she's a two way runner in that sense. So um, I, this is a really
0: it's a good version of her,
1: a, re- a great version of it. It's a yeah. it's, there's an elegance to it. I really like yeah. it.
0: And it also does say. Um, uh, each opponent. So, uh, Aurelia, the Law above deals three damage to each of your opponents and you gain three life. So, little tip of the hat to Commander there because, of course, there has to be. Uh, and so, if you're a Boros fan, it's another another one to have a look at for the uh, Commander slot there. Uh, Absolutely. Speaking of big old mythics. Well, she's a rare, but this is a mythic. Rakdos, Patron of Chaos. So, it is uh, four black red for a 6-6, six, six, flying trample, legendary creature demon. At the beginning of your end step, target opponent may sacrifice two non-land, non-token permanents. If they don't, you draw two cards. So, Punisher effects are usually not great, but I don't know, man. This is, this is a big boy. And if, you know, it's real cardboard they're getting rid of. Non-land non-permanence. So, there's no non-land, sacking your tokens. Yeah, yeah, sorry. not yeah, non-land non-tokens. Yes. You're not so, sacking
1: your map tokens or whatever you might be doing. So Correct. Yeah, or your clues from this set. So, yeah, yep. this is um massive. Uh, probably, I, I don't know whether it'll have too much of an effect on standard, but this is a card I want to open in draft every day of the week.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I want
1: this at the pre-release, right? Yeah, I mean, you so, want
0: to open Mythics pretty much every time, but yes. Well, mythics are, are kind of like they're yeah, either the best true.
1: card or the worst card in your deck yeah, in limited, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, so yeah, very very powerful. Uh, and look, six mana, six six flying trample, like you're playing that anyway. Yeah, uh, and you know it might it might come coming in you know uh, as a one or a two of in uh, in standard potentially as well. Um, I really like gleaming gear drake.
0: Yeah, that was one I wanted to talk about too.
1: Yeah, I thought, thought you might. Um, so, I this might make it into my uh, joy recommended deck, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, blue and a red for a 1-1 artifact creature, drake with flying, and when it enters the battlefield, investigate, which means you make a clue, uh, and then whenever you sacrifice an artifact, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. So, it it you know, you can s- sacrifice treasures. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you know Blood tokens,
0: very, map tokens, clue yeah. tokens. Like this thing can get like,
1: get big pretty quickly. And yep. yeah. So it just turns into a you know, it's a cheap threat that you you know, you can you can play and uh potentially protect, but yeah, it's a bit of a lightning rod probably, but it's uh it's pretty powerful if it uh, manages to get out of range.
0: Yeah, and you just stack them up. Cast it, have a bunch of things ready to go. Fire yeah, it off, absolutely. make it make it big real fast. Get it out of uh, lightning helix range, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there was was one other card that I saw. Look, there's there's a bunch, and obviously once we get the um, the full set, we'll do the the rules and we'll, we'll go through the set mechanics and all that sort of stuff. I have noticed there's basic land cycling in here. Um, as you said, there's clue tokens, which makes sense given this is a murder mystery kind of deal. Uh, but there was a just a removal spell, not on my watch. One in a white, instant, exile target attacking creature.
1: Uh, seems pretty good.
0: It's an it's uncommon. A magic that's a yep. just just a real clean answer, man. Like
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: It's not Sun Lance or, <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that, you know. It's it's not even you know the one where you like tuck it on the bottom or put it on top or whatever. Like it's just nope, gone. So Boros man getting a buff.
1: Yeah, well, like demand answers. There's an additional cost to cast this spell: sacrifice an artifact or discard a card. Draw two cards as an mm-hmm. instant as well. Mm-hmm. We've seen that effect yep. a lot, but you know, like this is a slightly different take on it. Like sacking an artifact or discarding a card. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's been black versions that say sacrifice a, a creature or an artifact. Yep. Um, where yeah, this one's got a uh, slightly different take on it, and it seems pretty powerful as well. So yeah, very interesting.
0: Yes, uh, and just for good measure, crashing footfalls is yeah. I, it's a, so it's it's printed it's got a as sp- a special guests card. So I'm thinking this is kind of more like the list or something along those lines, where it's like the bonus sheet, uh, right? But uh, crashing footfalls. So uh, yeah, good luck in draft. <laughs> I hope you open this and you know that people don't cast it against you.
1: You feel um you feel pretty smart if you suspend the, that on turn 1 in limited that is for sure.
0: You really do. You really do. Um and some some cool art treatments as well. There's a bunch of uh like, beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The portfolio art, the showcase mm-hmm. art kind of looks like a yeah, a dossier or a yeah, portfolio, like a a file that a detective yes. would have and it's in like typewriter looking text. It's pretty cool.
0: Mm -hmm. And some of them have got um, like hidden ink. So, you can only see it like um, text on the card. Just flavor text, obviously not rules text or anything. But you can only see it as you like turn it certain ways and and all that kind of Ah, stuff. Ah, right. It might be like a foil treatment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So, look, opening Salvo. The cards have just come out in the last day. Uh, There's a whole bunch. Go check them out. We will... Keep covering them as we go. We probably don't have too many podcasts left thinking about it too. Next week, we wouldn't be doing one. And the 21st is right on Christmas's door. So we'll keep you updated as to whether we're going to do another one. But, I mean, there's the new set channel in our Discord, which always gets filled. It's probably the busiest channel in Discord, except for maybe limited, because... Well, there's always there's always new sets. There's yes, always never new cards not. to talk about. Yeah. So if you want to, you know, share your thoughts or tell us what you think looks awesome, that's the place to go. Discord is definitely the spot where we all hang out, and we've got an awesome community of people. So please come and join us there if you're not already. Otherwise, you can check us out at themagicbeanscast.com. Uh, it's got links to all of the places there. But, you know, as we said, we stream on Twitch this week. Again, um, Shorty won't be about for the next couple of weeks, as we we said. So he won't be streaming on Monday nights. Maybe Chuy and I will try and step up either on Monday or Tuesday and, you know, fill the gap a little bit. We will let people know what's going on there. Uh, check out the YouTube. The game was a lot of fun uh, that we played with the Commander deck. So, you know, we appreciate if people go and watch that there. Uh, otherwise, you know, there's always Twitter if you want to see what we're up to. There's some information on there too. Um, GPA MTG Bazaar, please go and check out Josh and Pat's. They are the reason we get to, you know, give away awesome prizes and things. The Envy, I think we said last time, there's still just ongoing problems with Arena. People are still really struggling to be able to get matches made, which has just been an absolute nightmare for everybody involved. We really do appreciate the patience of everyone in our top eight to be able to, you know, just understand and work through this. We will get through this league final. We will have a winner. (laughs) We will do the envy as soon as we can, but it will be in, you know, like January or February at this stage. So it hasn't been forgotten. We have got sweet playmats. Well done on those, mate, by the way.
1: Uh, I'm not artistic or a graphic designer at all, but I I had an image in my head and managed to- It came out. uh, that came out. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. always and yeah, you know, maybe you're you're a museo, you know, it, it's it's mm-hmm. not it you don't always, you know, have the idea translate directly to the to the song. Um, it can be difficult and um yeah, I'm sure all of our creatives out there sort of understand that that is the skill and the challenge. But yeah, yeah I think I I got I got it pretty close to, to what I wanted and surprised myself. So yeah. yeah.
0: Looks good. So we will be giving out all those to our envy competitors and as soon as we can update people on that we will do so um otherwise if you want to i mean look like i said discord definitely the best place to to come and check us all out yeah, come hang out uh, otherwise if you wanted to catch me on twitter you can do that i am at joel hill underscore and chewy you are at chewy mtg take care everyone and we will chat to you all very soon